What's going on, everybody? Welcome back again to the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I am Juan Arrington, and today we are back again with another amazing person to talk to us about what they're doing, get some tips, some tricks on how you can be a little bit more awesome yourself. And this week, I'm super excited. We have one of the uh, up-and-coming artists here in the Quad Cities with us, Taylor Nyans. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm in nice warm weather i hope you are too i hope it's getting warmer there so i'm doing good <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh officially the kickoff to summer here in uh, the midwest uh, it's getting warm i had to install the ac yesterday because it was getting so hot so yeah yeah so yeah so yeah we got some nice weather it's supposed to be be stormy this week but i mean so far i mean the forecast is call for storms this week or today and it's nice and sunny out so We'll see. We'll see what happens here, but I'm excited that it's getting warmer out. Definitely. I'm excited for you guys, too. It's definitely getting hot here, for sure. Yeah, and where are you again right now? So I'm in Buckeye, Arizona, so it's about 30 minutes away from Phoenix, Arizona, so it's it's pretty warm here. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, and you've been, you've been there for a while, haven't you? Yeah, so I've been quarantined here for about three months and um, I started traveling five months ago. So the beginning of January. So within my travels, um, the coronavirus hit and I wasn't really sure what to do because if I was stuck somewhere else and luckily here, my grandparents live here. So I have a place to stay and all that. So I've been taken care of pretty good. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. It's glad you're doing well and all things considered. And hopefully, you know, we'll see you back again safely here in the, in the QC sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, though. <laughs> yeah, because how long was your was your trip initially supposed to be? So it was only supposed to be a month, but um, once I started traveling, I just couldn't stop. And I keep telling everyone that I'm just taking the long way home. So <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just taking my time. Um, I set a budget, and I haven't really, like, passed it yet. So I might as well keep going, and I just keep finding, like, new places I want to go I just keep getting inspired and I'm probably like the happiest I've ever been so you know they say to keep doing what you love right so I might as well keep going <laughs> nice very cool so let's backtrack a little bit here and uh, for everyone who's listening or watching right now give everyone this little peek as to who exactly is Taylor Nyans oh geez um <laughs> well that's a that's a lot <laughs> Oh man, I would say, would you like me to start in like how I got started with photography and like all that stuff? You can start however you like. Okay, so I guess in high school, um, I was like straight A student, you know, all that honors, advanced classes and everything. And I started to like fall behind a little bit. Like I just felt like, you know, that whole like not fitting in thing and all that stuff, slipping my grades didn't really know what I wanted to do or go to college for like I just had no no idea what direction I wanted to go into so um I started falling behind in classes actually failed a class and they had credit recovery at the time so I needed to take a credit recovery class and it just so happened that the credit recovery class was photography so I got to take that and I was like oh my gosh like I'm like in love with this. Like I need to get it together. This is what I want to go to school for. And this is what I want to do with my life. So I, I almost feel like in a certain way, like photography found me like when I needed it the most and got me back on track. 
So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got started getting into it. And then um, I kept doing it a little bit in high school. I took some pictures for like the yearbook and things like that. I started doing some senior photo sessions. And then in college, uh, that's basically, I got my associates in arts degree, but my focus was definitely in photography and design and like more visual communications. Um, and then after that, um, I was supposed to transfer uh, to Columbia College Chicago, but um, I didn't have enough money to go. So they let me defer for a year and I saved up for about a year and a half. Well, my year and a half kind of came up and I was like, you know, I still don't really have enough. Like going to school in Chicago, I was supposed to go to Columbia College, is really expensive. So I was like, well, um, I might as well do something else. So that's when I decided to travel since I couldn't afford college still. And I'm still doing photography and what I love. And I'm really glad that I made that decision because I'm not in debt and I'm still doing and pursuing like my dream and my passion. So I do a lot of fine art photography. Um, I like doing travel work. I do a lot of big like project series and passion projects too. So that's, and now I do drones. <laughs> I do drone photography too. So that was kind of a lot in, at once, but yeah. Nice, nice. So yeah, you've, you've done all that, all that education for photography mm -hmm. and you said you did projects as well. What were some of the projects that you were a part of? So um, I did some projects through school. So I've kind of done this project. It's like this ghosting series that I've done where I go into abandoned houses. And I found this letter um, from about 1965, 61. And I based my story off of this letter. And um, I did a whole photo series on that based off a letter. <laughs> so that was really cool that I found that letter in these abandoned houses. Um, another project I did was on body image. Um, I did certain body parts that women loved and hated about themselves to show that you can't tell the difference between the two. That's kind of like how we work as humans. We're funny. We like nitpick um, about ourselves and like how there's a fine line between love and hate. Um, I've done this moldy flower series, which I have a show coming up in the Quad Cities on that. Um, it's a group show exhibition with Quad City Arts. So that's fun. Um, oh gosh. I feel like that there's more and I just can't, I can't remember think of it like at the top of my head, but um, I've done a, a few things so far. So yeah. Very cool. Now, what have been some things that you say that you learned? Because as a photographer myself, I've done a lot of different uh, projects, both video and photography related. And I can't tell you the things that I've learned from both the people that I've been able to interact with to just all the skills that I've been able to pick up just because I'm using equipment so much that I'm learning new ways that I can, you know, fine tune my craft and, you know, create the best possible art that I can to draw people to my brand. So what have been some things that you've learned uh, through doing these projects? Oh, gosh. Honestly, this is kind of probably might sound so silly, but um, I would say nothing that I've learned has ever been like technical. I think a lot of it has just been learning to, to just let go, like seriously, because my project has taken completely different courses than what I've thought it was going to be or what I want it to be. And like that kind of like control that you feel like you need sometimes, like if you just let go and kind of let the project create itself, like while you're going about and like working through it, you get to be open to different things. You get to 
be open to different um, ideas and things that can make your project even better. So I would say definitely just like letting go a lot um, is probably like my number one thing. And that's also with this trip that I'm on is kind of a really a huge thing that I've done too, is just letting go, like lack of control, like kind of whoever you meet, I wake up every day and I pick a where I want to go next. I don't try to plan too much because that takes out of um, kind of just letting things happen and just being more open to things. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, when you were in the Quad Cities before you left uh, and everything started happening, what were some things that you have been working on as far as you and your brand and things moving forward? So actually, I would, I would say that I wasn't working too much like on my brand. I actually worked for um, a company called Dry Goods and I was a photographer for them and I helped brand their website and their social media and all that. So it was kind of funny because I was, I was building something for someone else and I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot of marketing um, tips, you know, skills, and I learned a lot of things for a big corporation. So I would kind of go in the studio every day and I loved working for them. It was an awesome job, but I'd kind of just sit down and I'd be like, I could, I could do this for myself. If I could do this for a big company, you know, with 60 stores across the U S I could do this for me. So I think I'm almost restarting like my own brand and what I want to do. And also when I was working for that job, I was saving up to do something, whether it was go back to school or this trip. Like I just knew I wasn't going to stay there forever. So I just, so I didn't really have a ton of time to work, I guess, for myself is more preparing on saving up on what I'm going to do and currently doing now. So right now I would say I'm more creating content and um, building my brand at the moment. So cool. And now that you're on your trip in Arizona, what really inspired you to want to go on an adventure like that? Because what, what you're doing is an adventure. I've seen the footage that you've been posting of your drone work and just seeing the mountains and just all the cool aerial shots. They look absolutely amazing. And, you. and um, you're welcome. What inspired you to want to embark on a journey like that? Um, I think I, like, even like when my parents talk about it, like I've always been someone who wants to go off like the beaten path or do something different. I don't know. I don't can't really remember like what made me want to go to this extreme. I remember one specific day though, when I was working um, at my corporate job for dry goods, I sat down like at my desk and you know, like on your computer, you have your screensaver and each day the screensaver was something different and it was something in like, in a really cool part of the world, like in the mountains or somewhere. And I'd be like, Oh my God, like I could be doing that. And I just see more how much easier it is to do something like that now. And I don't think a lot of people like know that you can do it. And I really want to inspire people to be able to do a trip like this. Um, but I think I've always just wanted to just go for it and just be on my own and do my own thing. So I, I, I'm sorry. I really don't know what, has inspired me that much except for I just remember that one day looking at the screensaver and being like man I, I have to see the world like there's there's so much more than this if that makes sense so. absolutely absolutely yeah. I totally relate to that especially with, with my own journey and because I'm, I'm I'm a big into the west coast and you know hope one day okay. to, to be on the west coast uh, full-time so 
I just made it made a point to just travel there and you know I spent like a couple of weeks out there in LA and had the time of my life so I totally understand you know what you mean when you say that that is awesome I'm so glad that like you did that whenever I hear other people doing it too I get like so excited and people like I'm sure you might know but people like tell me all the time like how do you do it like it's so hard I'm like I just saved up and I just went for it. I think the hardest part was probably saving up and being disciplined and like trying to save up enough for however long I wanted to be gone for. But then other than that, like, then it's like ripping off a bandaid, you know, you just got to like do it. You're never going to be ready enough. And I cannot like, like harp on that enough to anyone. Like sometimes like just doing it is better than perfect. You know, you're never going to be perfect at anything. Bad stuff's going to happen. Like I've had to brush my teeth in a, in random Starbucks before. Cause I sleep in my car sometimes. Like I've, I've just have to go out to the bathroom in like the middle of nowhere all the time. Like when I see my car, like just like lots of stuff, but you mean amazing people. It's really not that scary. Like you should be safe always, all the time, you know, no matter what, not only when you're traveling. So it's just one of those things where I just hope more people know that they can do it. And I, from you traveling to the West Coast, it's like, you feel so free. It's like the time of your life, like you said. So, yeah. Absolutely. So what have been some of the cool things that you have been able to do since you've been on this journey? You mentioned, you know, camping out and mm-hmm. on all that. You've seen the mountain pictures, but what have been like some of the cool experiences that you've been able to have? Um, I would definitely say like meeting some cool people and just being able like I honestly weirdly feel like I'm retired at like 22 like it's it's so crazy I can wake up every day and just kind of pick where I want to go so I've never had that opportunity in my life to have really like I wouldn't say no responsibility but basically like I don't need to go into work I don't have anything I have to do I can do what I want to do so that's been a crazy experience and a lot of the people that I meet I would say was the coolest things when I was in Texas um I met this lady she was older and she was in the circus when she was my age so she thought like she she told me stories about that and just thought what I was doing was really cool and then she ended up wanting to sell some of my work in her shop in Texas so just like random like the small little town in Yano like meeting her was awesome. Um, there's this guy that like DJs in the mountains that I met. Um, and I've just met other travelers like throughout my journey. So I would definitely say the people that I've met have made it like the most awesome and most fun. And then being able to travel to different areas because of my drone, I want to go to different places now because I have a different perspective. So that's taken me to different places that I wouldn't normally go to. So, yeah. Very cool. Now, mm-hmm. given the current situation in the world right now, you're kind of stuck where you are right now, probably a little longer than you had planned on it. But yeah. what have been some things that you've been doing to kind of, you know, bite your time while you know, things kind of get back to normal? Yeah. So um, I actually got my part 107 certification um, for my drone. So basically now I'm a certified remote pilot. Um, for unmanned aircraft is so basically for drones so I can get paid now um, to do commercial work or like anything um, for a company or it's basically I can legally get paid to do that and that was interesting I had to study for that on my own thank you for helping me and sending me some study material that was awesome 
Um, it's always nice when other people have done it before and help you out. Um, I've been getting ready for my show that I have next year that's in the QC. So I've had to mail some things um, to QC Arts and I've been creating some more things to get ready for my show. Oh man, um, I set up my print shop so that some of my print sales can go to um, Trinity Health Foundation. So when I make sales, it goes to help for the COVID-19 and supplies or anything that they need. So I've been doing that because I kind of felt like I still wanted to do my part, you know, since I'm sitting at my grandparents, you know, might as well, I have the time. So I've been doing that and just getting ready for my next adventure. Other than that, I've just been really having fun for the most part. <laughs> nice. And have you thought about what that next adventure might be? So I think I want to head to Utah. Um, there's a place, I believe it's called Salvation Mountain, I believe. Do you know where that's at? Mm. Or to, I think it's border Utah and California. I'm not sure. But um, that has people that live there and who were kind of like me, but they took a little further and they just just decided to stay there and live there. And they didn't really like how like the other society, um, I guess our outside like modern world was ran. And um, they ended up or all living there in this community and they call it um, the last free place in America. So I kind of want to meet them and get to know them and kind of do their portraits and ask them questions on like why about their lives and like how they ended up here and all that good stuff. So I think that's where I'm heading next. That's awesome. That's awesome that you, <laughs> that, that you have like all these different places that you've already thought about that you want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some not, I don't, I think I hear things from other people sometimes and then I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that's awesome. I'll add that on the list, you know? So sometimes it's not, but for the most part, like I definitely want to go there cause I want to meet some of these people and just really get to know them and take some of their portraits and just really just ask them like, like, how has it been, like, living in this community, like, with your guys' own rules and all that? So I think that's going to be really cool. And I think that's cool, too, especially, and this is, like, kind of before we get into the whole photojournalism side of yeah. things, is that you're yeah. not just taking, you know, a photo for art, but you're you're taking it to, to tell a story and to learn more about the people around us and the world around us. And I think we, we definitely need more of that, I think, with just the advent and the evolution of social media we have a larger audience and a larger medium where we can, you know, expand on these stories and we can, you know, kind of take things more into our own hands mm -hmm. and really share these stories with people. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think a lot of my bigger um, photography projects are based on like stories, whether I help create them or they're from experiences of other people. That's probably like, um, photojournalism slash like narrative photography and things like that are probably like my favorite type of photography and what I want to do eventually for my job. So, um, but of course you have to build a portfolio and we all know that first and really get into it. So I think I'm, I'm headed in a, a good direction and I'm going to do my best and that's all we can, we can all do, right? Is do our best. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we switch over to our next section here, Talk to us more about the show you said you have coming up next year. Oh, okay. So my show, I believe it got moved, I think, because of COVID-19. So I might get the date wrong. So I might have to fact check this later. But um, I think it's August 21st. 
And um, it's a group exhibition, me and two other photographers. I've never, I haven't met them yet. So I'm really excited to get to know them, other photographers in the community. Um, so I have a group show with my, I call it like my moldy flower series. Um, and I have about 15 pieces in that show. I still have to make like five more, I'm working on it. But um, so that'll be really, really fun. It's gonna be in downtown Rock Island at Quad City Arts. So I'm really excited to bring more art into the community. And hopefully like my friends and a lot of people I know will come together and I really want the arts in the Quad Cities to grow. So I think this would be a really good opportunity to get people involved with the Quad City Arts. Very cool. And I've said this before on several different podcasts with people is that I love seeing younger people sticking around to invest in the community, to invest, whether it's economically or through the arts. And I just think that's huge that people are seeing the value of the Quad City area and they're wanting to stick around and help grow. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Like, even though I'm traveling, like I said, I made that foundation for Trinity for COVID. Like I'm still giving back somehow to the community. I still think that we have so much potential. And I think that the Quad Cities is so underrated. Like we have amazing people that make it a really great place. And I think it really is growing. Um, I think we have, um, I want to give a quick like little shout out to some of my teachers, like at Blackhawk College and just they're amazing. I just think we have amazing like art center and just amazing group of like business starters and entrepreneurs. Like I really think we do an awesome job of just growing our community in the Quad Cities. Fantastic. Love it. Now let's go ahead and let's, let's switch gears to our newest section of the podcast. It's called the crow's nest. And this is where we do a little, little hot seat questions here. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If, uh, if we were doing this in person, I have these questions like in a bowl and I have you pick out three of them and answer yeah. them. They're all fun questions, nothing too serious. <laughs> um, but um, I have 10 questions here and we'll pick three of them or I should say you'll pick three of them. So pick any number between one and 10 and I uh, will get started with them. Seven. Number seven. What food is your guilty pleasure? Oh my gosh, I'd have to say Mexican food for sure. Um, but I also like my number one favorite thing in the world is like cheese fries. I don't okay. Know if that with ranch, and if you dip it in ranch, have you ever done that? I've had cheese fries. I don't think I've ever dipped them in ranch. Oh, though. please dip it. It will change your life. It is so good. But that's I, I would definitely say I'm a cheese fries enthusiast. So yeah. any particular like restaurant you get them from? Um, Barrel House has really good like crispy fries and then they melt the cheese on them like just the melted cheddar cheese they don't do queso cheese which I really like because then you can just it's all tear it apart and then dip it in ranch so Barrow House really good oh nice I'll have to check that out very cool um next one uh two all right two uh, this kind of this kind of goes along with the, what we've been talking about what is your dream vacation Oh my gosh, my dream vacation. This is really hard because I feel like I want to go to a lot of places. So I'm not even sure. I've always really wanted to go to Italy, but lately with some, like with my drone, I want to be somewhere like a little island girl, somewhere on an island. So put me anywhere on an island. I don't think I have like an exact dream place, but I'll be happy. <laughs> nice. 
And uh, your last one. Oh man, um, 10. 10. If you could pick a theme song for your life, what would it be? Oh my gosh, that is so hard. Um, I would definitely have to say, just because this is probably like my all-time favorite song ever on the face of the earth, is Heaven at Night by Kid Cudi. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but you should check it out and listen to it. I've heard of Kid Cudi. I'll have to check that song out. Yeah, that's like my favorite song ever. It just brings like good times, good memories, and it kind of talks about just like heaven, not just a good life. So, yeah. All right. Well, boom. You did it. You survived the crow's nest. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> So cool. So before we transition to our audio only portion of the podcast, go ahead and drop your, your Instagram, Twitter handles so people can look you up. Okay. So my Instagram is Taylor underscore Joe underscore Nyans. And my Twitter is just T Joe Nyans. Um, I don't know if you need me to spell my last name, but it's N E Y E N S. All right. Perfect. All right, everybody. So we're going to go ahead right now and we're going to switch over to the audio only portion of the podcast. So go ahead, head over to iTunes or head over to Spotify to continue our conversation over there. And uh, yeah, so for the video portion, take it easy and fly high. All right, so here we go, switching over to the audio only portion for the podcast. So Taylor, one thing I, I really like to asking, especially other creators, is like what type of gear do you like to use uh, with your with your photography and videography? So I use a Canon 6D, and I have a for my drone a Mavic Pro Platinum. So that's kind of like my two go-to things that I'm using right now. Uh, for my lenses, I have a Sigma, I believe, 15 millimeter, and a Tamron. I want to say 24. I don't remember if that sounds bad, but I don't remember what my Tamron is. I just got it. <laughs> so those are like my babies at the moment. Um, actually, I've been using, I would say my drone a lot more than my camera recently. And I don't know if you had that because you, you fly your drone and everything. I don't know if you feel like you had that switch, like a different, like inspiration like once you got your drone that you wanted to use it way more because you can get a perspective that you never have before yeah i mean i know with my drone because i'm still like there's still so much that i have to i have to do and, and check out and everything there's still that because like i kind of have a thing with heights as well so mm -hmm. even though i'm on the ground and everything like I don't know. There's something about it that kind of like I get that that feeling in your in my like stomach. vertigo almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, of course, obviously, there's so many rules and you know just you know the cautions of of everything. Uh, so I know that there's definitely still a lot that I need to do. And I'm yeah, always. I'm glad though that you're facing your fears. That's awesome. Yeah, and and also um, along with that, like just doing what I do with the 100 series and just finding ways that I can incorporate, you know, these, these aerial shots more into my videos and all my different posts. And mm -hmm. I've also gotten like more creative because before, like I got what's called, it's called uh, DJI Osmo, which is a camera on, on, on a gimbal. Yeah. Like I was using my drone as a, as a gimbal. So I was just holding it. And I was just like, just like, just moving it around to get those nice, smooth, steady shots. Okay, but like, the that's, that's the thing. You just got to like, use what you can. And before when I was in college, I think I had a 
Rebel T5 camera and I still did really good work. I really believe that with some things like equipment is important, but for the most part, as long as you like know what you're doing, your settings, and like you said, you knew the drone had a gimbal so it could stabilize it. So you used your drone. Like that's just a smarter way of being able to use your resources. And I think that is like so, so important when it comes to us, especially starting. It's just using what we got and making it look good. I think that's like a skill that we definitely learned with just starting. Yeah, and like I've always said that mm-hmm. the the photographer, or sorry, the camera doesn't make the photographer. The photographer makes the camera, and it's like yes. you, you you take the most skilled photographer and you give them the most basic run of the mill camera, and they'll still find a way to take you know absolutely amazing shots. Yes, I where agree. yeah, where on the other hand, you know, if you just give just any person you know a camera. I mean, who knows what, what you'll, what, what, you know, they'll come up with. So I think it's always about, you know, what you have up here as opposed to like what's in your hand. Yeah. Like for instance, I use my uh, little Kodak, like wind up camera I got that I get from Walgreens. Like I use that sometimes and I can scan it and then I put it in Photoshop and I do different things with it or um, some things that I use like my phone for, I know how to change certain settings or do certain things on my phone, like ISO and different settings so that I know what I'm getting. And not everyone knows how to do that. So I've gotten a lot of questions from people asking if, I guess if I'm afraid with how technology is advancing with phones and things like that. And I say, no, because people still, a lot of people still don't know those certain things about photography that us photographers have learned. You know, it doesn't, always just take like a point and shoot and they do a good job they do a great job but we definitely know a little bit more knowledge to push like the envelope that makes us more professional so I don't worry about technology advancing if anything I get more excited because that's just more things I get to learn and I also go back to older things sometimes to get a different method or to get a different look so oh yeah it's all about what you're what you're trying to get out of it so I don't think I don't think being afraid of that we should just embrace it definitely. Yeah, and I, I like that you mentioned the the Kodak disposable camera because I actually have a Fuji disposable camera that I have right now. I still have a whole bunch of shots of just because I haven't really taken any pictures in the last few months. So, mm-hmm. I know given the current situation, um, exactly. but I love it. I I love just having that that film look to it and just having just a different look as opposed to the clean digital look that we can get nowadays with all these DSLRs is cool to be able to go back to something as simple as, you know, a Fuji disposable camera and just to see like, what can we do with this? What can I do with a Polaroid one step? And and so I have, I have like all these different like instant cameras, like the Polaroid, the Fuji Instax. I have another Polaroid. I have a couple couple GoPros. I know those are instant cameras, but just being able to you know, push the you know, push the limits as to yes. you know, what I can do with these and what what kind of images can can I create? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think the more that different things that you shoot with, the more like uncomfortable yet comfortable you're getting with different you know mediums and different things. I think the better, more well-rounded, not only photographer but like artists that you are because you get to do all these kinds of different things you get to the like seriously the 
the potential of is just limitless and the things that you can do is limitless with all the access we have to so many different types of things so I just I really enjoy like when I see or hear that of people using different items or not being afraid to mess around with uh, different types of ways to shoot because you can surprise yourself and that kind of goes back to me saying you kind of let go especially with the little disposable point and shoots because you can't go back and look at what you shot it, it just it is what it is whatever you get printed and I think that's kind of the best part because you can hope for the best and you can plan and all this stuff but it kind of it's you get what you get like at the end of the day so it's kind of a fun fun way to not be so technical yeah and it's kind of liberating too knowing that you don't have to like look at your your aperture or your shutter speed and just know that you know what you what you're going to get is what you're going to get and you know just yeah. you know, all you have to do is just just take the picture and you know let the rest happen yeah i i totally agree i think i do little challenges for myself with my digital camera sometimes um i've only shot all day one time from just my waist and didn't look at any of the pictures because i wanted to see okay well you know what the lighting is like you should already know how to you know change your settings and i just didn't look what i was taking pictures of i just shot like everything from my waist and some stuff was just weird but some stuff was I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. That's different. But then when you kind of explain it to people, like I shot everything from my waist and you don't, they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool, you know? And it's just a different way to challenge yourself and just kind of get out of your head of making everything so perfect and so right all the time because you can lose the fun and you can lose, like you said, the liberating feeling of it is to be like an artist and a photographer when we're all trying to make everything so great and so perfect all the time, so... Cool. How many cameras do you think you have? Um, I actually only have, well, one camera. That's my DSLR, and then that Kodak one. But other than that, I only shoot with, with one. Okay. So cool, yeah, cool. yeah. That's been like my my best friend <laughs> by my side through a lot of stuff, a lot of my projects, and everything. So that's that's my number one. <laughs> yeah, and you said that's the Canon six D, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright, cool. So so full frame. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. How's how how long have you had that? I've had that since I wanna say I like gifted that to myself. I wanna say either right when I graduated college or a little bit before. I wanna say like maybe like halfway through my college career because I really wanted to make sure because that's an investment you know like mm -hmm. this gear is really an investment so I wanted to make sure like you're in, I'm in this for the long run I've this these things cost money I really want to make sure that this is something I want to do and I traded in my old um Rebel T5 and I was so happy that I did I'm so excited so I, I would say I've had it since like 2017 so nice yeah yeah i know i'm in the market for getting my next camera right now i almost got one last year but mm -hmm. i could either get a new camera or i could get a new computer and i ended up getting this computer actually that i'm that i'm doing this this zoom interview on and like it's a mac and like me personally i think macs are like the best so oh, i know man. i know so i know that come my next uh, big purchase. I will be definitely getting a new a new Canon for sure, and I'm, I'm so 
I'm so, cause I, I've been looking around at just some of the different specs for some of the, the newer models out right mm -hmm. now. And it's like, man, like, it's like pretty much anything I, I pick is going to be a winner. So I'm, I'm super excited. You're doing a really good job. Like Sony's really stepped it up. Like Canon, I will always be a Canon lover just because it's what I've started on. And it's just, I don't, it's one of those things, you know, how photographers argue, yeah. which I don't care. I think as long as you're a good photographer, you're good. But there's just great things about all of them. Like you said, you really can't go wrong. So I'll be excited for when you upgrade and stuff. And if you have any new features on your newer camera you get or whatever fun things that you're doing with that, I'll be excited to see. Yeah, because I know that for sure that the Canon 90D, and this might be the same with the, the 60, is mm -hmm. that like the slow motion feature for video is like 120 frames per second. Yeah, I believe it's something like that. So I'm just getting into video with my drone stuff. So you almost have like a lot more knowledge, you know, in that area than I do. So I'm interested to like see how that world transitions over my photography background into video. You say you like my drone stuff, so that's exciting. That means I'm doing <laughs> something okay then. But um, I, I don't know if you felt that way too with getting into video, that there was, it was good to like really, I don't know if you started in video or not, or did you start in photography? I started, actually I started in video. I went to Western Illinois University uh, as a major in broadcasting. Uh -huh. So that's where I learned how to shoot uh, video, shoot for television, shoot for news. Uh, that's where I, that's where mm -hmm. I learned journalism as well. And it's from there that like, Five years ago is when I really started getting into into the actual video part and or sorry not video part the photography the still photography part and like that's when I started translating some of the things that I was doing in the video over into still because there's a lot of things that you can actually can translate you know as far as shutter speed and apertures and yeah and all that I stuff that. <laughs> so it was it's kind of cool to see that they can kind of flip flop like back and forth like as long as you know the basis like you yeah. said, the basics a lot of things you're you can pretty well go into each one i would definitely say that editing like in premiere pro has been like a learning curve like getting into that that's been interesting but i just go to youtube university is what right. i call it and, yeah. <laughs> and do if my you, best <laughs> yeah if whoever if you ever get a chance um Final Cut Pro, in my opinion, is like the best editing software for video. It's just way more user friendly. Um, yeah. So, it, I mean, the only thing is that with Premiere Pro, they have the monthly subscription fee, but with Final Cut, you have to like buy it flat out, and that is a little, you know, a little bit more costly. But if you can, I would definitely would recommend Final Cut Pro over anything else. Yeah, I've I've heard that. So I'm. I'm really thinking about it because everyone's just like, yeah, you just drag and drop your stuff right in there. It's so easy. I'm like, oh, man. Because things that take me, like, I feel like sometimes a half an hour I could probably do in Final Cut Pro for, like, in, like, 10 minutes. So that helps. <laughs> for sure. Do you have any tips or any pieces of advice for any aspiring photographer, videographer who's just getting started? Do you have anything you'd like to say to them right now? I would definitely say like 
it is, it like will be scary, like starting off first. It, it's just going to be like putting yourself out there. Like it's hard. It's tough. You're going to have people, you know, that, you know, you're, you're judging your work. Your work is like your baby, you know? So I would definitely say just let your fear turn into curiosity and let curiosity lead the way. And I would just say, just do it. Like whenever you can shoot, because the more that you do it, the better you're going to get. And just really be open to learning new things and to listening to people and just really watch like what others that are already good are doing. And um, don't, I wouldn't say don't worry about finding your style at first too much because that'll come with you learning yourself as you're learning how to get into photography, videography, all that. You'll eventually go into your style and I'm still learning it. It's probably gonna be a forever changing thing. So yeah, I definitely say don't be afraid. Just just do it as much as you can and go for it like 100%. It took a while for me. I I worked a lot of different jobs for other people just to say that I could do this myself because I was afraid at first and then I ended up going across the country and just doing it and taking pictures. So I would just say go for it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Taylor Nyans, thank you so much for coming on to the 100 Series podcast and sharing with us all. Definitely appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs> and everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome podcast. Stay subscribed, stay followed on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the good things. And thank you again so much. And as always, fly. Hi, thank you.